This is the Kinetic Energy Podcast. episode of the kinetic energy podcast episode four we are talking about relationships uh and we're gonna just go over every aspect of uh relationships that we find pertinent to uh you know just navigating this life and making sure that we're doing it to the fullest and maintaining our own happiness as best we can um and i feel like that can only start with ensuring that you are placing your absolute trust and your absolute faith by calling someone a true friend, uh, making sure that you're taking the right steps before you place this kind of trust in someone. So I would just, you know, just start out by first of all, urging you to make sure that the people that you keep around you If not to get too deep too quick, but just making sure that the people you keep around you are of quality and they are people that truly deserve to have your trust and to 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 see the most vulnerable you. (laughs) So uh, I pass that to Makete after getting deep into 30 seconds into the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, that's the only way we know how to do Um it's definitely important to know who's around you uh, and who around you has the best intentions for you. I always say just because someone is family, someone is your best friend, someone is your ride or die, it does not mean they have the best intentions for you because it's human nature to want the best for yourself and to look out for yourself anyway. So you'd hope your inner circle uh, is a number you can count on your fingers. If you have more than that, then quite frankly, I think you have too much faith in humanity. Just my opinion. But it's important to be able to look at who you consider to be in your inner circle, your closest friends, and defining your relationship with them with how much trust you can put in them and how much trust you think they can put in you. I don't know if you agree. No, I totally agree. Because, like, it's not even about how long you've been able to know somebody, right? It's more about, it's primarily about what you have either been through with that person or you've Mm -hmm. seen that person go through so you know Mm -hmm. who they truly are. Because I can tell you, you can know the coolest person in the world until some tragedy hits. And then that is a whole <laughs> human being that you want nothing to do with because of how they handle the situation. So, yeah, I totally agree. For real. I know that me and you personally <laughs> have known a lot of people that uh, we both shouldn't have placed, you know, certain levels of trust in <laughs> just from being at FDU. Which I'm going to shit. dive right in. <laughs> 
<laughs> My bad. I was going to wait for you to finish, but I got mad excited. Nah, just dive into it. Fuck it. <laughs> So I'll start with my former roommate uh, from my freshman year, uh, FDU. So initially, I had a roommate that was assigned in uh, another building. But quite frankly, I found him weird. So No names, though? I started talking to another dude that I got cool with. He didn't have a roommate. I don't even remember his name. No offense. I just I didn't know him long enough to know his, his name. So the new guy I started talking to with, actually became friends oh, oh okay I got and i eventually decided to move in his room um from the original place i was in and it was a cool setup it was me him another sweet mate called nick shout out to nick he's one nick of the Twardak. coolest white dudes i've ever Hell known yeah. really hope he's happy whatever he's doing <laughs> so we were cool with mikhail and we thought he was cool until a couple of flags started coming up and Keep this in mind for later on in the conversation when we do start speaking about flags. So one random day we were on campus, obviously drunk, and just messing around. And somehow we grabbed a basketball and decided it was a good idea to start playing ball on one of the outside courts. So we're playing, we're playing, and you know, we just uh just going in on each other a little bit, kind of just, you know, making fun of each other. And Mikel, at this point, for some reason, got real sensitive. I don't even remember what I told him, but it's not something that would even, I don't know, most people would see it as a compliment, honestly. But he got really mad and stormed off. And yes, this is a full-grown man storming off. <laughs> and we're just like, okay, cool, you know, whatever happened, happened. And he went back to the room, I assumed, and I went, I went to hang out with my girlfriend, came back in my room super early this is 6 a.m i see my door is open the door to my room my blanket my computer some of my books pretty much half of my shit is in the garbage can oh i remember this shit (laughs) and in my head i'm like what is going on so i enter my room and i'm just seeing half of my stuff has been dragged outside halfway outside and into the trash can so i look at uh, Mikel and dude is asleep in his boxes, real happy. Like whatever he'd done right before he went to sleep gave him so much pleasure. So of course I woke him up. I'm like, yo, what's going on? What? Why is my stuff halfway around, the, halfway out of the room and into the garbage can? He woke up, looked at me, mad sleepy, and said something along the lines of, "You deserved it." Then went straight back to sleep. <laughs> Had it not been for Nick coming in. And- and holding me back, I swear I was about to put my shoe through his face. You should have, 100%. I remember when you told me that story, I, I was, I, I, feel, I thought, I, I was about to head over there. Like, I was like, nigga did what? Like, yo, that, that was fucking, in the, yo, not even out the room, but in the trash. Oh my God, I don't know how you let that one go. Like, like 100%, I really don't know how you... Holy shit. I, I just would have not been able to Let me see tell anything you, but that day, that day, I learned I had a, a virtue that I never thought existed in me before. Temperance. I would have. Holy shit. I just. And so, somehow after that, we patched it up and like kind of tried to continue like we were best friends. But yeah, I mean, we've all had our <laughs> own. I mean, we both had our own. uh our own interactions with him that that let us know but that in and the thing is like 
he wasn't somebody that changed. It was that he was trying to be somebody he wasn't. So like we would see certain things happen all the time and we just wouldn't understand it. Like, um, I remember one time, I don't know if we were at Kev's room, but I know we were like in Linden three. Uh, this, uh, this is a dorm at Fairleigh Dickinson, Linden three. And, uh, we were just chilling. Like we'd even text each other. We just like showed up at the same place. So we were just chilling. And then like 30 minutes later, I can't remember, like, he either he either showed up. No, 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 yeah, he showed up, and he saw that we were, like, all there chilling, and he thought we, like, purposely got together without him. Mm. And he, like, stormed mm. off. I remember that. I, I, did he start tweeting, too, or some shit like that? Like, there was some shit that happened after the fact mm. where he kept talking shit or something like that. No. I was like, yo. Yeah, yeah, because I remember at the time I seen uh, why are you acting like a girl? Yeah, like, that was the main thing. Girls like, around the world, because that really is an insult to y'all. They didn't say girl. I said, "Why are you acting like a bitch?" <laughs> <laughs> it's trying to be PG thirteen with it, and I think I went on Facebook actually and and tweet and posted about it too, because I was just like, "Why is?" I don't think I've ever experienced a guy acting that way it was like being so sensitive in hindsight now that i look back at it and with the experiences i've gone through i realize that he just had some deep-seated insecurity issues and it was probably his first time having um friends friends like a friend group and pretty, pretty much just the emotional maturity to handle that wasn't there yeah that kind of common sense but obviously, at the time, you know, we're not therapists or psychologists. We're not trying to de- to figure out why your friend is acting this way. But it's an important part of the journey of learning who your true friends are and actually developing your friend group and your inner circle, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's, it's just you just have more growth to do than um than we were expecting. Uh so the point is, <laughs> um, <laughs> the point is that, you know, you need to be careful with who you let into your friend circle and who you trust. I mean, we could go for, for days about stuff that my man did, Mikel, but uh, uh, it's, it's, it's really, uh, we're really trying to highlight like how people change over time as far as this goes even the people that you do let into your inner circle and how that can make the dynamic of the relationship change and it's it really does become a a, like you're either gonna grow with me or i'm gonna grow away from you you know what i mean you know it's 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 how how that just works you know then it's you gotta just support it I would like to say something that I feel that a lot of people either don't accept or maybe it's not told to them. It is absolutely okay to grow away from someone just as it is absolutely okay to grow, yeah, to grow apart. with someone. Either or, either or works. At the end of the day, it's what's best for you and what's best for the other person for some people it's best for them not to continue to be friends and so, and not even sometimes a lot of times it's very hard to accept that because you know we're at the age where we're like now nah, we're gonna stay friends together ride or die 
I'm never gonna snitch for you, you know, all, all, all that good stuff. <laughs> but at the same time, you have to realize that you're not going to always know every single person that you are friends with. And sometimes you have to go through different scenarios, different situations so that you can grow individually. And it might be actually what brings you together later on. You know, it's not a, it's not a finite kind of scenario where it's like, okay, we're stopping friends for life. Although I feel a lot of people take it that way. So I feel it's perfectly normal if you have people who stop being your friends, but they're also growing in their own sphere. You're growing in your own sphere. It's also normal to have people you didn't know that well growing to become closer friends to you. And that's how it should be. It should be organic that way. Question for you. Uh, uh, when do you think you establish that core friend group? Because I'm all over the place in my answer. Honestly, man, I don't think I ever, I don't think there was a, ever like a specific age when you establish like a core friend group. I feel like throughout my life, I've established uh, core friend groups over and over again. And some of them have changed in ways that were good and some changed in ways that were bad. Most changed in ways that were bad, to be honest, as far as either for me or just for them in general, you know, like not maybe not how they treat me, but more how they treated themselves. Um, so I'd say like my first good friend was my neighbor. Uh, his name was Evan and Delaware. And we were good friends for a minute. Uh, I think how long did he live there? I think until like, until like high school. Yeah, so so right before high school, he lived across like across the street, and we were good friends. I mean, we we fell off, came back on. We would, you know, we have like fist fights on the lawn and shit, and just dumb shit, constantly doing dumb shit. Uh, I remember one time we threw dog shit at this this minivan, and the driver of this minivan. No, 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 You're not just going to say that in a regular tone and, and just get away with it. Listen, man, some we were young. You just... I was listening to, I was listening to this man. I was just out here trying to have, have man, fun I'm, with I'm my fucking Wednesday afternoon, bro. It was when summertime. did you get dog shit to just pick up and throw? Listen, man, I'm a, all right, maybe I got to explain a couple logistics. All right, so on the side of the road, right, <laughs> there was there were sidewalks. The dog had recently shat on the sidewalk. And then what? Then my man, what he found was a broken headlight, right? It was a broken headlight, but it was broken in a way where he could pick it up and use it as like a scoop. So he like took it and he and he scooped up the dog shit with the the like broken headlight. And he was like, "Yo, we should throw this at a car." And I was like, "Ah, I don't know." And then a car came by and he just threw that shit at the car. Wham, it hit that shit like extremely hard. This person started freaking out as they should and I've never had cardio like that again in my life. Like I was out, dog. I was out. Like I, I can't tell. Like we hopped like four fences. I got shot at. Um, 
I got shot at with a shotgun fucking with him one time because we we had a I know I just jumped out of that story, but this is a different one. We had a BB guns, right? Like a, like these Walmart brand BB guns. And we're just out like 10 p.m. or something like that. We just shoot up a random house because he had an automatic one. So he just shot this random house and we weren't on bikes. We weren't on cars, nothing. He just shot this random house while we're on feet and uh, we go and hide under this bush that's like adjacent of the house and we see this like six foot dude come out the backyard with a shotgun. He just cocks the thing. He's still in like a little pajamas robe. He cocks the thing, shoots in the air, shoots at our direction. And then we just start hopping fences, 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 fences until we get far enough away. And then we just never spoke of that again. So I guess, I guess that wasn't a good relationship. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I've been to Delaware how many times now? Three times. This stories yeah. just explained all those times. <laughs> yeah, how did I even get on that shit? Oh yeah, that was one of my. I was saying that was my first <laughs> one of my first uh, core friends. Even though maybe it wasn't, he wasn't the best friend to have. That was one of my first core friends. But like, as far as going, like, just skipping a bunch of bullshit, and like, as far as getting it fairly, like when I established my core friends i don't know man it took a while and it was kind of the first people i met to be honest but it was like the first people i met that like shared the things that i held value in like i did the rugby thing and that was how i met you and i don't remember how do you oh yeah kev was there too so we all met through rugby Mm -hmm. we all met through rugby yeah so it was me Mm -hmm. you and kev and we met through rugby and then Mikel also did rugby, right? And I think Nick did it too. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, they all did rugby. So actually, yeah, we all did rugby. Uh-huh. Yeah, we all met that way, and we would chill. And um, I don't know how Kelsey got in the mix, but yeah, it was it was <laughs> we all met through rugby. <laughs> the guys met through rugby. I don't know what she how she how we met her, but yeah, she used to hang with us sometimes until Mikel made that shit weird. But anyway. <laughs> That that was like that was like two months or two or three months into my first semester at FDU, like establishing the core that core friend group, and that was really that was really good choices, man. The only people that had to be cut off were Mikael and um, and Kev. (laughs) That's a whole nother story, man. (laughs) Mm. Is it not? Um, <laughs> cutting people off is probably something. <laughs> I, I think cutting people off is something someone, everyone, can safely say they've done at some point in time. Uh, I think by this point in time, everyone has either been cut off or they have cut off someone. So I don't really think there's any rhyme or reason in terms of cutting people off it's really a personal decision when you feel that someone is not good for your personal growth and sometimes when someone is just straight up a danger to you sometimes it could get hopefully it doesn't get that bad but sometimes if you don't see the warning signs early enough it could get that bad and it's it's important to be able to see when you shouldn't be friends with someone anymore. I, I, I can't stress that enough. It, 
one of the worst experiences you can go through is having to learn that someone should not be your friend. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, I uh I definitely agree with you there. It's you know I got I definitely have my experience with knowing when to cut people off. And I I often mm. do it way too late. Way too late because I'm way too generous and like forgiven. I mean, I feel like it sounds pompous to even like trying to explain use those words to explain yourself. But anyway, um I just I feel I feel like uh Knowing when to cut people off is a very, very key skill that will save you so much time, so much grief. And honestly, it might save your life or save you from a jail sentence, to be honest, in certain situations. Thankfully, in my situation, it really only saved me from just like making an ass of myself or like uh, um, uh, just like growing in, in a positive way. Like I needed to get away from a certain friend group, like just to grow in a positive way and understand, you know, like what exactly I can be and like what the world really is and what good friends actually are. And the fact that I don't have to have like a, a friend group that, uh, that like with, with that within like mistreatment is like the norm. You feel me? Like, so like, so yeah, it's kind of knowing when to cut people off is 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 very crucial, and it's more so um, knowing when you're being disrespected, when you're being manipulated, when it's not just for jokes anymore, when this person is uh, gaslighting you, when their actions are putting you in danger, you know, when the things that they do show a clear neglect for your well-being or your comfort in general. You know, those are things to to look out for, even if they're things that you like to do, you know, like vices. You just got to understand, like, does this is this person actually trying? Do they actually want to see me get better or do they just want company for their misery? You know what I mean? Like. You just got to. It's got to be better at seeing the signs. So are you going to name that person or are you going to? (laughs) Continue to passively, aggressively mention it's a group of how people. you cut them off. It's a group of people. Y'all, have, y- y- y'all can't see it, but he had this like faraway look in his eyes as he was talking. I'm like, oh, damn, <laughs> this nigga's spitting. He's talking about swelling specific. I could see it. Oh, uh, that PTSD, huh? <laughs> nah, I ain't naming names, bro. We good. <laughs> Nah, I'm, I feel you on the PTSD. You really can have um, PTSD from certain friendships, which actually I, mi- I miss the simplest reason why you should cut someone off. When someone is bringing drama into your life that you are not initiating and is not helping you. Uh, I think one of my biggest regrets was actually indulging a lot of those type of friendships where this is a lot happening, a lot of drama, a lot of people's personal shenanigans, and it just distracts you. Uh, especially at the time I was in in college where there's just a million things going on and it didn't help that our answer to it was submerging ourselves in drugs and alcohol. So obviously that didn't help. Well, and most people too. Uh, Almost everyone's answer to dealing with it at the time. And in hindsight, you see it as you really could have avoided most of that just by avoiding certain people. 
that's an important factor too. Okay. Yeah, it'll save you a lot of grief in the end. But I um I also feel like uh one important skill that's really difficult to to understand how to not even gain but like wrap your head around in general is proper etiquette when you yourself have been cut off because <laughs> we're not all perfect we're not all perfect and we're not all compatible <laughs> not all compatible sometimes you have been cut off and sometimes it's not only for their own good but it's for your own good as well so story time again <laughs> this is girl i used to know right I'm actually not going to name this. What's her name, though? Nah, name her. (laughs) Quite frankly, at this point in time, she's not worth naming. But I will say it's someone that I met. Do I know her? I met through... Of course you know her. All right, right. describe her in a way that I'll get her, that I'll remember, but they won't. She's in all the pictures we were trying to put up for the podcast. I got you. Done, done. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy ass. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry for I'm sorry for everyone who's feeling left out of the joke, but it's just a lot of drama that doesn't need to be rehashed. But the part I wanted to talk about was basically we met through a friend of mine who was interested in her and started dating her shortly afterward. I couldn't care less for her, but she was cool people, so I was put around her and you know, we became friends. So again, I'm going to skip a whole like 10 movies worth of drama that happened in the next three months. But Ooh. essentially, um, a lot of situations happened that meant that we didn't talk to each other for quite a while. Also, I moved at, this, at the time. She lived in Jersey, and I moved to Maryland to work. So we didn't see each other for a while. Um, eventually, it ended badly between her and my friend. And I would also come back home. So I ended up going two, three years not talking to her. So going back to the U.S. last year, I remember reaching out to her because I was kind of reaching out to everyone I'd been close to, like, hey, I want to drop in on you. And and she replied, like, hey, it's been such a long time. And she mentioned that she was out of the country, so she wouldn't be able to see me by the time I left. By the grace of God, I ended up staying a bit longer than I was supposed to. So I hit her up like, yo, so you know the way life works for me? Like, I got lucky. What's up? We going to meet up? And she hit me with that, ah, I'm still out of the country. And I'm like, oh, that was a long trip, but okay. The next day, and I'm not even talking the next day, like a full 24 hours later. It, must, it might have been like maybe 12 or 13. I literally see a snap of her in Jersey City. Not even, I don't know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes drive from where I was. And I was like, oh, so this is how getting cut off feels. Okay. And I moved on. Honestly, bro, that was uh, 113% someone that you should have cut off anyway so that's a win <laughs> that's a win in my position i mean in, in my opinion that's a win but also i feel like we underestimate something like like i feel like people sometimes do do like a preemptive cut you know what i mean like like maybe they could feel oh, that yeah. they've done you wrong and you might be trying to cut them off 
or maybe they feel like like when you went back to Kenya, even though it was you had no control over the situation, maybe some people like in their twisted way of looking at it thought that you cut them off. You know, not understanding that there's an ocean, mm. <laughs> but they felt like you cut them <laughs> off, and you know, then they still they're still harboring those that shit when you come back, and they can't get past like the selfish aspect of it. It's hard, man. It's hard to be a good human. That shit is not easy. You gotta think a lot. <laughs> not, not at all. And I've experienced what you said in in two ways, right? That like the preemptive cutting off. Uh, I've experienced it in a different way. I've seen people who do it because they decide, they divide their life in phases. So, for example, you have the high school phase. You know the people you know in that time. Do what you need to do. Move on to the next phase, which is college. After college, okay. I knew those people. Cool, fun times. On to the next phase, whatever um, that phase may be. And I think I experienced that with my 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 line brother who was also my unofficial roommate for pretty much the whole time I was at Fairleigh Dickinson. And we went through a lot. You know, I went to bat for him. He went to bat for me. We 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 did some stupid things together, but we also had some good times together. It was kind of one of those things I was like, okay, you know what, even if you don't talk that much after the fact, like these are the kind of experiences that make us friends for life. And it did not work out that way after the fact. After we graduated, he slowly kind of receded from everyone, made it very hard to communicate with him, vice versa. And as life goes on, you know, you're not going to fight to get someone's attention with phone calls and texts. So eventually I, I, I kind of just came to accept that, okay, it's it's that sort of moving to next phases that someone tells you without telling you you're not part of this next phase of my life, which I I guess it doesn't really matter my personal feelings for it. It is what it is, but I personally don't believe that's how life works, and I wouldn't do that to someone I have close personal experiences with. But everyone is different, so it's a learning curve. Yeah, man, that's... That's honestly an odd way. That's a really odd way to go about um, go about change and like separation between, I don't know, like different worlds or different stages, like you said, of your life. But I don't know. I kind of feel like when if somebody does that, because I feel like what you're talking about is like the door slam. You know what I mean? Like you just completely mm. shut off your entire past world, and it's like I feel mm. like when people. <clears throat> when people do that it could it's like um it's like being ashamed of not of like things you did but just like of who you were in general while you were in a certain phase so you're just ashamed of all those things so you just want to cut off that and everybody who knows anything about that you that you just want to become a different mm-hmm. person so I feel like it's, it's stuff like that. Like he might like the person might not want your your text or your phone calls because they're a different person and they don't even know how to talk to you anymore because you're expecting mm. that old person. You know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. they'd have to go way back into that shit to pick up the phone. And they don't even realize that's mm-hmm. why. It's just like a subconscious angst, you know, associated with seeing people's certain people's names pop up. But, mm-hmm. you know, 
trying not to get too confused. They may also be some people kind of want to rewrite certain parts of their life. Yeah. And part of that involves not engaging with people who knew you in that phase. Because that's also the thing. That's that's also the thing people neglect to see that you ignore how much someone can know you, and even when you cut them off, it doesn't mean they stop knowing you. Like you can meet years after then, and you might have changed your behaviors and certain ways you do things, and you might have become more mature, but you haven't changed who you really are. And I, lo- I think a lot of people are sensitive to that, and again, uh, enact the door slam to reshape their whole sort of personalities and characters to be a new person really without being a new person hey i mean that's kind of like uh i feel like that's kind of like what kev did anyway multiple times yeah (laughs) but but yeah man i've i've seen a lot of people do the door slam I've been tempted to do the door slam, you know, just from going to different places. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, I went to fairly, nobody knew me there. I could do whatever, be whoever, you know, start anew. Mm-hmm. That's why, like I was, I said in previous podcasts, like I go back to when I had to go back to Delaware, like I didn't even want to talk to my old friends for a, a little bit. So it's just like staying on some alone shit. But anyway, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, nah, the door slam is a tricky maneuver to... I, I don't fault anyone for doing the door slam. Like I said, everyone is different. And at the end of the day, if you're doing it to better yourself and for your personal growth, by all means, all power to you. If you're not, you'll get found out eventually. That's just how life works. But personally, I just, I'm not of the belief that that is how life works. You know, life is a cycle. You can never say, oh, what happened here will never repeat itself or it will, won't affect what will happen 20 years from now. Everything affects the other. Someone who you cut off thinking, oh, you know what? I'll never talk to this person again. Might be someone that you might have to rely on 10 years later. Yeah, I don't think it's ever the right. So I, I'm always careful about about closing the door definitively on a certain phase. Like, I don't need to know anyone. Even if I don't like that phase of my life, you got to own it. Yeah, that's true. You do got to own it. I just, like I was saying, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think that the door slam is uh, a healthy way to go about change or, or growth. Um, I feel like it's, most likely just like a defense mechanism to be honest because mm. you just you just don't want to be reminded of it this is in my experience that's what it is um but it's funny uh that we we kind of like our generation has kind of made door slamming the new like rejection letter of like dating especially with like uh <laughs> like on these dating apps bro like because we just ghost it's just a nice way to say a door slam we just say yep no more communication we're done <laughs> go you know go back i got it i got it gonna i got one for you ghost ghosting is just a door slam with a very well oiled door that's true quiet as hell just a no nice sound. little shh 
it's no, it's a nice little slow close and then abrupt locking of like a couple different locks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you're lucky enough and you're you are close, yeah. you could feel the little wind as it closed by, but it's otherwise, a breeze and you that's look back it, bro. And boom, close. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, man. You know how I feel about day naps. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly why I'm going to talk about ghosting. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm the worst to talk about ghosting because it's the one thing I will always criticize. And I do it so much myself. It's not even funny. What up? It's absolutely not a good. Who you ghosting um, <laughs> Y'all got Tinder out there? Are you trying to know my... Yeah, got... know my de- yes, we absolutely got Tinder. I, Y'all mean, got I haven't been on it. But Y'all yeah, got Hinge? We definitely got Tinder. We got Bumble. You, but you got hinge, hinge, bro. Hinge is class. What do you mean I got in? No, I said you got hinge though. So Damn. here you gotta be a little bit careful, because people think differently here. So for example, like a lot of people will hop on hinge trying to sell you vegetables or promoting their business they, or promoting the church. Did they read the description like for that? It don't matter, bro. <laughs> no, I see people trying to, trying to sell weed on it all the time. <laughs> Yo, people will really try to sell you vegetables, man. I'm telling you, it's one, it's one of the funniest things ever. Now, personally, I wouldn't hop into dating apps. Well, here, but in general, I've been down that road. It's given me quite mixed results. I'm still personally anti-dating apps. I, I still think it's eliminating a uh, crucial aspect that you need to consider in dating, which is actually getting to know the person you're fucking dating. Yeah. I just, I don't think a dating app adequate, adequately covers the steps you need to go through to find someone you're attracted to. For me, it's like the window shopping version of dating. Yeah. And I, and you know I don't I don't like how you have to like I feel like as a guy you just have to be like this like star comedian like right out the gate just to like buy yeah. a couple, just to like buy a couple extra Yo, lines. it's hard to be funny, bro. And yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's just to buy like a couple more messages of attention. Mm-hmm. And it's like you might suck. I really don't feel like coming up with something yeah. no i'm just saying like for real like most of them do though and i was like i really don't feel like coming up with such like a well-crafted message just to get mm-hmm. like some bullshit back like i don't, I don't even like you yet <laughs> you know what i mean like, I, I don't even like it's you true. Yet. Um, <laughs> you know what i do for people you know what i don't I- do for people i like <laughs> I, I do actually. I'm horrible yeah. responding. Yeah, it's that's not, what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not, man. I can count on my like I can count my fingers the number Hold of on. times we talked when we were in college together. Yeah, it's a miracle we'd end up in the same place at the same time. Honestly, because we'd never. Small campus, man, saved their lives. There's some there's some creative things I like about some of the dating apps. I don't know if is it Bumble or Hinge. It might be Hinge. Hinge is um, the one that has the three questions, right? Yeah. Well, Bumble tried to like do the same three thing in a way. About so, like, either mm-hmm. one can do like something similar. 
But Hinge is the original one that was doing that. Yeah. Mm, I, I mean, I like some, I, I liked Hinge for that. I liked that it gave you multiple talking points if you wanted to start talking with someone. It, it, it kind of, I feel like it's one of the few dating apps. It's not like there are that many, but it's one of the few that I've seen that actually tries to cater for the people on there and that gives you a fighting chance to show off multiple ways of talking to someone for the first time. Um, but at the end of the day, it's hard to get away from the fact that most people look at dating apps as a fuck buddy website yeah. you're not truly trying to date if you're on one of those dating apps that's my firm I feel belief. like that's more so tender I might be wrong I feel like that's more so tender is like that like that's what you're looking for I don't have that much experience with Bumble but definitely with Hinge Hinge has become another tender just uh, well I'll tell you I've met people they ask more questions that are um that are looking for different things. Um, I've met people that were definitely trying to just go down that that route. And then I met people who wanted, you know, wanted to take things like extremely slow. You know what I mean? But I mean, I, you, you just—it depends. But you you get out of it what you're uh, uh, what you're putting into it. So if you're putting that energy into it, then mm. hopefully you get that energy out of it. You know? Yeah, I mean that's the ultimate view I have of it. It's I wasn't putting. That much energy into it because I don't really believe in it. So anything I got from it was a bonus, honestly. That's how I looked at it. But I didn't see it as oh, that's how I'm gonna meet my next girlfriend, and it's definitely not how I'm gonna meet my wife because Lord knows I'm lying about how we met. <laughs> well, look, man. The thing for me, the reason that I I, I uh, tried to start using it again is because um, like I work long, like I work a lot of hours a lot of the time because like I'll stay and like have to do extra shit and. Uh, I just don't feel like I have the time, you know, to try to go meet people as well mm. as like go to the gym, cook for myself, clean those dishes and like actually go out and meet people on top of like working long hours at work. Like it's like feels impossible. And then like on the weekend, I got to run my errands and do all this other stuff. And it's like I can go out, but then I got to meet I got to meet. I kind of got to meet dudes first so I can go out with some guys because it's really weird going to bars and shit like by yourself. At least for me as an introvert, it's really weird going by yourself. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, man, I'm not a big fan. Uh, but I did want to ask you, like, what what do you have your age, ra- uh, your age range set at? <laughs> mm. If I'm dating older, no, I'd no, probably just... date up to. Oh, the other way. No, both ways, both ways. Oh, oh. Um, if I'm dating older, I could probably go up to thirty-three, thirty-four. If I'm pushing it. Oh, my man. <laughs> if I'm going lower, uh. 24 is my cutoff with 23 or being considered on an individual basis. Damn, I'm worse than you. All right, so I had mine at uh, 32 all the way down to 23. And Mm -hmm. I kind of teeter on the line of like 23 or 24. And, you know, we Mm. talked about this before, man. You just, Mm. anybody, any girl younger than that, like, I'm sorry. I hope this don't offend you. But, like, they don't know what the fuck they want. And it's just, you just haven't lived enough life. You just haven't, you haven't lived enough life. 
to understand like what's serious, like what's serious. And I feel like a hypocrite. I'm only 27, but it, like from my experience, like like 100. percent You just haven't lived enough life yet to truly understand, you know, what's important and the proper like inner workings of like an actual relationship. Like it's just, I can tell you from experience that I have way much more success dating up than dating down. It's, 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 it's not fun usually unless they're just like wise beyond their years. It can work. I'm, I've seen situations where it works. It's, I see it being more dependent on, again, the phase of life you're in rather than how much life you've experienced. For example, if someone is in college, you've graduated and you're working, y'all are two very different points in terms of priorities. I'll tell, I can tell you that for free. I, it's one it's why I wouldn't recommend that sort of cross-phase dating. Uh, and it's also why you really a three four year range is what most most people um, would normally want to date in. Quite frankly, when it's outside that range, that's personal. That's personal preference. But dating younger than three four years off your range, quite frankly, comes starts coming off as predatory. Because at that point in time, you're not you're not just dating someone who hasn't experienced enough life. You're not dating someone who has enough experience. Period. Experience, I guess, experience in life, but just experience in dealing with issues that you kind of come to terms with. The biggest thing is your consumption of alcohol. Quite frankly, how you consume True. alcohol at 21, 22, 23 is very different from how you consume it at 26, 27. I hope it's different. If it's not, yeah. It should be different. So that's one of the main things. Also, certain, you know, certain things like how much you go out, you know, what's your priorities? Is it, you know, building your career? What kind of um, living situation do you want? I never thought I'd see the day I'd actually prefer living in a, a burb rather than a metropolitan area, like in, in, a, in, a, in the city itself. Seriously. But I've sort of leaned towards that way over the past couple of years. So it's, I think I've seen it so much, unfortunately, within my fraternity too. And I just, I, I, I can't get comfortable with it. This is just, you can't convince me that there's any sort of match in a, a six, eight year gap of two people dating. I guess the question I want to um, ask you is, do you think it works the same way if you're in another um, age bracket? So, example, late 20s and you're dating someone going to their mid to late 30s. I think that it has less impact for each decade that you go over. So, like, just the older you get, like, it has less impact. Like, if you're 48 and you're dating someone that's, like, 42, I feel like it's, it's almost, like, comparable to someone who's like 23 dating someone who's 21 you know like it's just it gets it gets i feel like it gets way different as it gets older and like if you get to the point where it's like a 60 69 year old just dating like a 62 year old they're basically the same age you know like it just i feel like it just it just it just gets way different as you get older because like it's way different to have a 18 year old 
date a 14 year old like that's that's different that's way different and like a tw- have to have like a 23 year old date a 16 year old or something like that or like a 23 year old date like even like a 17 year old it's just different it's just different or like 27 like if you're dating anybody younger than like 22 it's it starts to feel weird it starts it, for me at least for me it starts to feel a little weird like 21 okay like the the like yeah under the, like anything below 22 21 it starts getting weird it just starts feeling too young i mean i know dudes i mean not that i know dudes i know that on TV they portray like fifty-year-old men like going at the twenty-year-old women all the time, but you know, I mean, hey, for me it just feels a little weird if you go too young. Honestly, the best way to say that is if you have money, pretty much anything is justified. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that's another story, right? <laughs> Dirty money plug one. So- Two, three. <laughs> no more, no more, no yeah. more, no more. <laughs> but yeah, I think just, I think you go through such an extreme amount of growth between like 19 and 23. Can extend that to maybe 16 and 25, but the amount of growth you go through that time, you know, mentally, um, emotionally sexually too like it's so extreme that you 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 it's just it's 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 different when you're dating someone outside that range who either hasn't gone through some of the things you've gone through or has gone through it and looks at it differently and the best i think the best practice would just not be to do it it was still well but you know how are you gonna do so it can I think it can work at that with even with that difference, but the two people have to be on the same level of maturity, and I think that's the real important part but um I mean that's one of the biggest things about relationships uh Maketa, you want to close this out on relationships sum us up uh yeah sure i no, I think the most important the thing of everything we've talked about is defining your relationships yeah so i'll mention an aspect that is ignored by a lot of people or kind of people just don't consider it a factor but your personal relationships versus your formal or professional relationships now i know some people are in the position where you can kind of combine both or both combine so for example if you're an artist a lot of your professional relationships will also be personal relationships i would assume it's a bit different where you're working like a professional career where I don't know the people you're working with are 20 years older than you or 10 years older than you. But I see that a lot in just little things that I, I personally set boundaries when it comes to the people I work with or people I do business with and make exceptions here and there for um, extenuating circumstances. This is one of the perfect examples, like my boy that I've known for a while that I eventually decided to start this podcast with. And individual cases like that, but I feel on a lot of cases, you need to know who you should keep in the formal lane and who you should keep on the personal lane. Do not mix them. 
because if it ends badly, it will end really, really badly because it will be both on a personal and on a professional level. So it's a double blow. Yeah, I agree with you. It's a... Like, I, I have a personal policy, even going back to just dating in general in 2020 or just dating in, dating throughout the years, whatever. Uh, one of my personal rules has been never do it at work. <laughs> just don't. Because it's not, I mean, for me at least, it's just not going to work. It's not going to be good. It's not going to work out at all. You're not going to have a good time unless you get married. And that's just switching the set of problems that you're going to have. They're more manageable, whoa, 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 but they're still whoa, whoa, whoa. problems. You bold. <laughs> you bold, bold assuming marriage will make everything better. No, it's going to make it. It's still going to be bad, but it's just going to be more manageable problems. Because <laughs> if you break up, it's going to be bad. And then if it's bad, a bad breakup, it's going to be even worse. Holy shit. I'm just saying. Do yourself a favor and just don't do it at work. Just get a date nap. Yeah, I mean. Nothing makes things better than, you know, making half of what you own able to not be owned by you. Free enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you again, know, you do whatever you do. Another topic you for another do. day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, think we're mature enough to talk significantly about marriage right now nah, i'm good bro i'm good no kids no marriage not yet um but anyway look that has been our topic on relationships uh as always you can find us on our website thekineticpodcast.com uh you can find our links to our social media there facebook twitter and Instagram. We will be putting more concept content up on there. Um, we will still be releasing playlists whenever we uh, to, to pair with our episodes as we drop them. We still would very, very, very much like to receive audience feedback on how y'all felt about the episode, what y'all think we should start doing, stop doing, or continue doing. You know, let us know, and then also. Give us questions, topics, situations, dilemmas. We'll discuss it on the podcast. You'll hear it get uh, talked about, discussed. We'll give our opinions. If you want, we'll mention you by name. We'll keep it anonymous. You know, just let us know. We'll shout you out. Yeah, couldn't have said it better. Um, Special shout to the playlist for this episode. I decided to make it a pure R&B episode to kind of match the relationship theme. So enjoy. (laughs) and this has been the kinetic energy podcast